You're on mute. <laughs> Buckeye BS presented by Best Damn Media Group. I was on mute for a second. My bad. Fucking up. But we're here to bring you guys a new perspective from new media on Buckeye football. We're glad to have all of you. My name is Truther. I'm going to introduce you guys to some of my guys, my partners here that's doing this with me. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Let them know about yourself a little bit. What's going on, everybody? I'm Cleveland Mike, not from Shaker Heights. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Hey, I was a Cleveland born and bred, man. Been a Buckeye fan my whole life. My uncles got me into the sport of football, got me into the love of Ohio State, and uh, I also got to watch Troy Smith when they was in high school, Ted again. And then watching them go to Ohio State, man, it just grew the fandom even more. Nice, nice, nice. Ron James, let them know about yourself. What up, guys? I'm Ron James. You may know me from the Best Damn Space, uh, the Gene Smith Dilemma video. Been a Buckeye fan ever since I started looking for colleges. Ohio State was my dream school. I was going to go there. Ended up getting a scholarship going somewhere else. Slippery Rock, best school in the PSAC. Cam knows about it. But yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 maybe. I, I know a little that, bit of something about them. I believe Scarlett <laughs> and, you know, I'm still Buckeye at heart and here to talk some shit about Buckeye football. Awesome, awesome. Q, give them the rundown. All right, what up, fellas? Um, I'm a Maryland fan, apparently coming from playback. But, nah, man, I've been an Ohio State <laughs> fan long, long time ago, man. Grew up um, watching Eddie George, my favorite NFL player. Obviously, went to Ohio State. I didn't really watch college football at the time. So, seen them on TV, checked them out, been in love ever since. So, just rocking with the program. And um, obviously, we're coming from Twitter Spaces. We've been arguing with a lot of other fan bases. Shout out Best Damn Space. Make sure you pull up, man. <laughs> but yeah, but I uh, wanted to put that in podcast form and argue with each other, you know, over some different topics. So, definitely interested to talk about that. But um, so back in our first show, me and Chris Drew talked about this, and I want to put this out to you guys. So we talked state of the program, and I want to get your opinion on where we are. Me and Chris talked about chasing Alabama, <laughs> you know, things like that and falling behind. Obviously, the season ended pretty decently, better than it finished after Michigan. But as we stand today, I'll go to you, Cam, first. Um, what is your state of the program? How do you feel about it? Let us know. Um, my state of the program is just being honest. Like, it's just, we're always just right there, you know? And it's like, what, what, what do we need to, what does Ryan Day need to do? Or what does he need to find to get us over that hump? Cause it's like, we could sit here and say we're blue in the face. Like, oh, we beat, we lost by one at Georgia. Like we're right there. But like, why don't we finish these games? Like, why are we getting a hardware knowing that we have the composite, we have similar composites to Alabama, um, Georgia, we have the same type of players. We have high caliber NFL uh, talent on the team. We put in first round draft picks in, in the NFL. And it's like what culture wise or mentality wise is happening in our program. That's just not allowing us to get over that hump. Um, so I would say the state of the program is kind of still four years in kind of finding themselves like a little identity. Cause I mean, especially on a defensive end. Like, I think since Jeff Halfley has left Ohio State, we've kind of been in limbo about, like, who we are on a defensive side. Like, I ain't heard of pads crack in Columbus since the 9-9s and the 2000s. Uh, it's, it's, it's really just 
a very it's been an interesting journey with Ryan Day. Not not bashing him, but it's been an interesting journey since Ryan Day. Seeing like each and every year, it seems like we have a new team with a new personality, with new challenges. So I don't know. I would just say we're we we're at where we always been. We're right there, but not there quite enough. So that's my opinion. All right, what about you, Mike? Man, um, how would you feel if I told you that the state of the program is if if you just take off Urban Myers, what the first couple years, right? In yeah. 2014, and you just go 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. I would say that Ryan Day has elevated the program. I mean, we're no longer getting blown out by Purdue's and Iowa's. We're no longer getting blown out uh, when we make it to the playoffs. I mean, I'm sure people want to bring up 2020, but I mean, how your COVID ring? Enjoy it. Um, I mean, honestly, I do see mentality-wise, there is a change in our program. The type, We don't have them type of dogs anymore. But the program has kind of elevated because would you rather be getting blown out to Purdue and Iowa still missing the playoffs? Can you can you say that we're elevated at Ohio State for 0-2 last year against Michigan? And that's exactly – and that's where I was going to jump in right there. I agree with Mike. We elevated the program, and I don't think there's a person in this fan base more excited than me that we do not run QB power anymore. That's mm-hmm. a fucking step in the right direction uh, just for starters. But the losing to Michigan has us, in my opinion, in a state of flux because as much as we want to win, that is the number one goal, beat the beat that team up north, and then win the Big Ten. And if we're not doing that and we're not achieving our first goal of every season before our road to the national championship, that's a problem. And I feel like I think we're in a bit of a limbo because we've been on a 20-year run of not losing to that team, and now we're kind of searching for an identity of going forward, having figuring out where we're going now that the rivalry is reset and back alive again. If we make that kick, everybody would have been saying, F the Big Ten Championship. I'm just saying. No bull. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I think I think this, the fan base would have been 50-50. Like, a lot of people really don't like the fact that they came into the to Ohio Stadium and did what they did. So, no, we would have won a natty. I don't, I don't like <laughs> that either. Yeah, I don't like, like that. We would have won a natty, but people would have been like, uh Donovan you know, Edwards would still, still be running in my nightmares if we won the yeah, national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's all gonna be good. We go to we go to Ann Arbor next year, plant the flag, and pull the big red Not, boots out. And but we don't need to do that. Like, that's like that's like that's like that's like little bro. Like that's like little bro shit. Like oh, like we ne- we haven't won here in twenty something years. Like let's take pictures. Like we've been whooping their ass for twenty years. Ain't took a single Instagram photo. Like, bro, that shit was normal. Oh, like, let them do all that shit, man. Like, fuck me. Oh. Yeah. All right, let me I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me compose myself because I really don't like them motherfucking. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to ask that. Obviously, me and Chris Drew talked about in the other earlier episodes. So go ahead and check that out. But uh, Mike, you touched on something. You touched on player mentality. So um, I want to ask that next question. Um, where do you do you think we have the player mentality to like outside the coaches, take the coaches out of it? When you saw at the end of that Michigan game and you saw them on the sideline, like 
yo, they are who we thought they were. We about to run this. It's fourth quarter. It's our time in Ohio State. You heard nothing exactly. So, what do you think the player mentality is according to the top programs? And do you think that is holding us back from getting over the hump? Honestly, man, I think um, what's missing, like I said, is under Urban Meyer, we had some starters, you know, who got a D-dub, you know, who got in trouble, who who might have did a little, you know, uh, Mary Jane on the side. You know what I'm saying? Now we're talking about, oh, this guy might, you know, do some Mary Jane, but he, that's too, too much. That's not a culture fit. My thing is, is what is it with these coaches that they don't want to take a guy who might be fringe and coach them up and develop them as a man? Honestly, what it tells me is our culture can't be strong enough if you can't take one or two guys and mold them into great young men. Because that's what you're supposed to be doing as coaches. It seems like we just, if, if you're not cookie cutter, like got, you know, like cookie cutter kind of guy that's, you know, just poindexter, like we're not trying to, we're not trying to rock with you. Yeah. And I don't think that's, you know, how we've always been. So. Like, I mean, Mike touched on it a little bit. I like to joke about the, the mentality of these players is we got guys to bother weed from the dispensary. We need we need some guys that know where to get it if the dispensary's closed. Like, we need that mentality. We need a little bit of toughness, a little bit of grit on our team. I mean, I mean, if we're trying exactly. to uh, if we're trying to build houses for uh, humanity, call the Buckeyes. We got the guys. Like, we have excellent young men out here. But we need someone a little, little bit of edge on them. We need, we need niggas from the inner city that's <laughs> that's out here, like they plan for, they plan for, kind of, kind of like they just like we need people that need this, that like that come to Ohio State. It's like I'm here because I got a goal to reach. I need to like achieve Deion something. Said, I'm trying you know to get my mouth. I'm trying like, to get my mouth to hood. We got it's like it's cool. Like every now and then you get the Marvin Harrisons that's you know dad's NFL and all that. But like, bro, like man, like we was getting them yeah, dogs from um, Glendale. Like boys is coming to Columbus. Like, bro, I'm here for one thing, one thing only. I'm getting to the league and I'm about to dog out. Like, bro, our starting our me. starting quarterback <laughs> that took us to the national championship. Yeah, like, die on his porch when he was a kid. <laughs> like. Right, it just seems like yeah, it just seems like we're staring we're still we're staring away from the from people like certain demographics that we feel like maybe a little like whatever, but like that's we need we need those kids, man, to have an edge on our team, bro. Cause it's like like I said, we ain't I ain't seen nobody get smacked in Columbus in three years, bro. All right, you know what like, you know what we Denzel Warman had the last hard hit I've seen in Columbus, bro. You and he's been in the league for five years. Probably. Didn't we sound old. like the Uncle Ruckus program, bro. <laughs> like, I know. It's real, real. Sound like we were we, we don't fool with them down there. He said, <laughs> like, still chambers. Sound <laughs> like we recruit too much from Shaker Heights, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, too many, hey, too many from Mike's too neighborhood. Many, Shaker yeah, Heights. Uh, <laughs> Heights neighborhood. I agree. Too. Yeah. We need to- like I said, <laughs> Ohio, I stand, you know where the hood Negroes at. Trying to <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In there, uh, uh, stand, talk to him, Mike. So uh, most definitely, it's some player mentality, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah, you. You gotta have that blend, like y'all would say. You gotta have that blend between, like, you know, solid people that keep the program together and somebody that might, you know, rob somebody if you know they're a little short on change. 
So it's, the it's, question: it's Do y'all think that we might have that on this team this year? No. Who, who would rob somebody on this team? No. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, I'm not condoning felonies. We don't want anyone to commit felonies, bro. That's not what we're talking about. Who would allegedly rob somebody on this team? Nobody's robbing nobody because our NL program is going to be competent. Who's our Hey, I seen one of our cornerbacks bullying some kids, man. He don't care. Oh, you're talking about from Ole Miss, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was, was saying, maybe he robbed somebody if something went wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you this, them, uh, them team up north, uh, wide receivers won't be talking no smack to him. Come no, bro, November, they got five ten, bro. bro. He gonna put them boys in a blender. Watch. Hopefully, hopefully nobody's falling down and nobody gonna be talking trash. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. People tripping, you never know. We ain't but, say uh, Or we can go get some more boys at the rodeo, you know. Hey man, Mike, Mike Hall might rob somebody. He looked like he, he might he might rob somebody. But uh some but yeah, man. So um also oops, I'm on the wrong thing. There we go. Uh also next after uh player mentality. Um, one thing uh, I was wondering about, and me and Chris talked about this at nauseum. So Jay Jay Book, he told us in the chat, he was like six of eleven. Six of the top 11 Georgia players that were in their defensive rotation were first-year and second-year players. To be honest, for Ohio State, I think it was really only maybe Denzel Burke and JTT in the top 11, just off the top of my head. Uh, what do y'all think is up with early playing time? And this is on both ends, offensive, defensively. I just pick defense because you play for Georgia's defense, but you can't play for Ohio State's defense coming in. Uh, just just scratches my head. But um, I'll go to Ron. Ron, what do you think about player mentality? And I mean, not player mentality. What do you think about early playing time? And are we holding these guys back too much? No, I trust the coaching staff. Um I feel like we've shown in the past a willingness to play younger players. I mean, like you said, Denzel Burke played as a true freshman. Uh, JTT played as a true freshman. We've seen a willingness to play them uh, when there's an opportunity for them to get on the field. So I feel like if they're ready to play, they'll be on the field. And uh, I trust coach's judgment on that. So we'll be looking for a new person to replace Ron on this uh, panel. Um, Mike. <laughs> Him knows. Him knows. And we trust. Um, I think something's wrong with our coaching staff, man. Like I, uh, like I said, I think they're scared something, but they're contradicting themselves. Jim knows himself said that if a player is not able to grab something, he is teaching it wrong. Why do I continue to hear him talk about C.J. Hicks not grasping something? When when James Laronitis said he walked the first time he walked in there, C.J. Hicks is just different. It stands out. It pops out. These guys pop out. Mm. Same thing with Sonny Styles. Mm. All of, and, and one thing that we see, right, these guys from Georgia, these guys from Bama or whatever, they get this playing time early in the season, right? And then – you see these guys making plays in national championship games, college football playoff games. But why did they get there? It's because they got game experience. Game experience means more than practice. The coaches say it. So get his boys game experience. Practice? We talking about practice? Yeah, that's so I, I made a tweet about this the other day that kind of got, you know, going a little bit. Like, 
I don't want to hear uh, Jaden Ballard. Oh, he's a beast. He's the fastest on the field. Yeah, or or CJ Hicks, man, he's coming along. Man, Sonny Styles really turning heads. And then it's third quarter against Arkansas State, and I don't see CJ Hicks doing a thing. I don't see Jaden Ballard doing a thing. I don't see them getting in rotations. And we're not talking about – and we're talking about early PT, bro, but, like, we're not even talking about freshmen. We're talking about sophomores, juniors now. That ain't even took significant snapshot in scarlet and gray. How can you have a functional football program from top to bottom when you have high-level four-star players that are just catching wreck on the bench, scout team, and you're – and, like, Chris and uh, Zach said, they were like, uh, people's legs are dead. Like Marvin's legs are dead. Like by by the time we're playing Michigan or going to the bowl game, how many unnecessary snaps have they played because Jaden Ballard, the fastest person on a team, is just cooking on a bench all season, bro? Like, I just don't I, I don't understand it. Like every football team I've played on, like, it's just like it doesn't make sense to not give everybody reps. Especially and I think that that is seeping into our special teams performance. That's why people are not getting down in the late zone. That's Fire, why we're not, Parker Fleming. That's why people aren't getting. That's why we're like we're. Not, it's, it's just like I just think that that whole, like when you have that many players not playing, it just seeps into the locker room. It seeps into the mentality. It seeps into the lethargic nature that we see. Like players looking comfortable, feeling like they arrived. Like ain't nobody gonna take my spot. We need Ryan Day to get some Nick Saban in him and snatch a motherfucker off the field when you get burnt. Why am I watching Roman Wilson catch an 80-yard bomb and see the same corner on the field the next play? Don't make no sense, bro. I think no, it's hurting the team as well, guys. I think it's really like if if I'm an opposing coach, right? Bama, you talking about those recruiting battles when we've been knee-deep and we're hearing this guy's in Ohio State lean and everything. What what if the, the best thing is I can show you here's their top player, and here's when he finally started getting on the field. They didn't even give him no rotation. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's a work. You can use that against us. <laughs> and, a- and then you only get one year. For one instance, year Mike, hey, that's a good that's a good point. For one instance, year of film, if you're a coach, what are you telling Sammy Brown when he's talking about Ohio State? You can be like, the next they, Tommy Eichenberg, nigga. What are you they, doing? They're going to be like, they're going to be like, hey. They're going to be like, hey. They're gonna say Sammy Brown. They're gonna say Sammy. Look, you were a top five recruit, and they got you sitting behind dudes that's gonna go sixth or seventh round. Come to Clemson. Come to Georgia. Come to Alabama. You're a top five recruit. Exactly. Tommy Eichenberg. He wasn't a top five recruit, and he's about to win the fucking Heisman this year. You come. Tommy Tommy Eichenberg should be in the NFL. Exactly. He should have been the first round. At Ohio State. Why he came back. That many years you should be at the NFL. Him and still should be there. That's my point of view. You you that many years behind Tough Borland, bro. I think you cut on tape. You cut on tape of Tommy Eichenberg. You cut on tape of Tommy Eichenberg for Sammy Brown, and I think it's a lot. He might sign on the spot. Oh my god, yeah. I'm with with Cam. At that many years, you need to be gone. And I'm like, yeah, bro. These young dudes (laughs) that can go, like, you need to play them, bro. Look, you want like you want more time for Steel Chambers, like. Look, I want my defensive line to be first team all Big Ten. Our two two starting D tackles is first team all UPS because they ain't even played in the NFL. But like, did we even see like, hero canoes like the hero canoes and all them? Like, do we even see them get any snaps last year, bro? Nah, bro. They, they like dude is six five, three hundred pounds as a freshman. You could throw them in there against Akron or somebody, bro. Like, 
don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't understand it, bro. Too. Here's another devil's advocate, too, right? So let's say Steele left. Let's say Tommy left. You know, yeah, we could sit there and say uh, it was an upgrade, but then also our guys who we supposed to be getting ready for next year don't got no game experience. I mean, and even if they did left, we'd, be, just, playing, we'd just, be playing Cody Simon and Mike anyway. So it wouldn't even matter. Cody Simon's still next up on the depth chart anyways. It's not even like our young guys are coming up. Like, bro, even if yeah, they left, yeah. you guys would be screaming about Cody Simon. It would just be different names, bro. Oh, but, Steven, but, Steven, but, Steven. But here's my thing. <laughs> but here's my thing. If he was ready to play, he'd play. Because, I mean, you can't tell me that he's not flashing more than Cody Simon in practice. If he was, I mean, he would be ahead of him on the depth chart. You don't believe that there's politics involved with at programs like Ohio State. Like, no. You you just think that, like, oh, we're just, that all the best players just play all the time, and that's not the case. Just look at Baron Browning and how we absolutely fumbled the bag with that young man. Like, bro, there's so many examples at Ohio State where it's just like they go to the league and they're just like, oh, like, huh. All yeah, right, uh, uh, Cam's coach told us he wasn't good enough. Like that's crazy. So, so y'all, y'all let us know. Let us know in the chat. They're holding players back or yeah. at the right time. You go ahead and let us know. But um, I want to get us to uh, real quickly uh, um, to wrap. I want to talk about this quarterback battle. <laughs> I, I, know, I know Ron had an opinion on this. So Ron, who's going to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State? Is it a quarterback battle? Let's be for real. It's not a quarterback battle. Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback in Columbus next year. It's not even up for debate. Ryan Day waited until August to name Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud the starting quarterback. But for some reason, uh, after the season this year, he said he wanted to come out in the spring and have a starter named by the end of spring. If you couldn't name Justin Fields... And C.J. Stroud is the starter after spring, but you're ready to in this quarterback battle. What battle are we talking about? Because those weren't even real battles. Kyle is the quarterback that is Emeka's roommate, that is Marv's roommate, that is Jaden's roommate. He was just at the game with Marv Sr. in Columbus a week ago. Kyle McCord is the starting quarterback, and we are going to watch one of the most dynamic quarterback-wide receiver duos we've ever seen in Pennsylvania high school quarterback history. And we're going to see them bring that show to Columbus this year. Well, there's no Chris Chuganoff, so that's why a starter is being named so early. Yeah, I mean, Devin Brown, number one overall player in, on, in the on-three rankings, is no Chris Chuganoff, so I can understand why Ryan Day is able to make such an easy decision. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Mike? I'm just playing. Honestly, man, Ryan hit uh, everything on the head. Uh, the only point that I just want to make is, is – Everybody continues to say that Devin Brown is just so much more athletic than uh, Kyle McCord. That's what they say, man. And, and does he have a little bit more wiggle? Yes. But the thing is, is Kyle McCord is willing to run. And that's all we need. We just want someone to go get that first down. We still want to see that rock, that rock slanging. And Kyle McCord is going to do that this season. Honestly, I'm just going to go with what I've seen in other position groups that they value seniority over a lot of things. So I'm just going to assume that Kyle is going to start simply because he's been there longer. So I've seen that with steel. I've seen that with 
Tommy Eichenberg. I've seen that with Lathan Ransoms and the and the list goes on, bro. So it's QB1, it's Kyle. Uh, I don't really think there's really much debate to go with that because we've seen the pattern of what we do with seniority at Ohio State. So well, I don't see a younger guy moving an older guy out the way. I don't think that's how Ryan Day operates. Not a day, and especially so, not a guy that Ryan Day handpicked. Don't forget, yeah. Tom McCord is the guy that broke uh, we're also McCarthy's heart. We're dealing with another scorn lover situation like Caleb Love getting rejected from Duke, so he always has I, that – Fighting him when North Carolina plays Duke, and now JJ McCarthy, he got he was the second choice behind Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord was uh, was Ryan Day's guy, and he's gonna get I think Harvard. also a, another aspect of this quarterback battle I'm not thinking of is like they're going to do. They, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like they're going to be like, who does Marv want throwing the ball to? His best friend in his room. Right. Like, that's a factor. It's like, <laughs> who, does Marv, who does Marv want throwing the ball to him? You know, like, Marv matters. Like, Marv, they're not just going to, like, you know, like, that's this, this, they're best friends. They've been playing ball since they were in Little League. Like, I think we're going to see some Jamar Chase, like, Joe Burrow type chemistry out there this year between those guys. And I don't know if it's going to be the same type of numbers or whatever, like that, but, like, I just think they have a higher understanding of each other. Just simply from playing ball since we were little to high school to middle school to Ohio State, I think we're going to see something special uh, with Kyle and uh, Marvin Harrison this year. So I think that's also a factor that we got to look into. Anyway, to this time, he did his thing. He stayed quiet, never heard nothing about him. I think he deserves it. I don't really think Devin Brown at this point is like that much better than him, or if he is at all. So Look who uh, Kyle McCord went and worked out with. Patty. Shout Patty out Patty. Mahomes. Hey, Shout hey. Out Mahomes. you know Patty Mahomes is the script master. Y'all gotta pay attention on out there in Vegas, man. They, hey, they uh, Kyle McCoy went got that script. So Buckeye script coming this year. Y'all stay woke. Hey. No, nah, that's that, that's facts. Uh, Patty yeah, went handing them that script. I don't think it's gonna be as much of battles. They they dragging it out. Ryan Day likes to drag these things out. I think it's pretty solid from all the from all all our favorite beat reporters who give us a hundred percent. Right info all the time and know what they're talking about. Never been wrong. David telling me Kyle McCord is that guy. They said he the next Joe Burrow. So I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) We got Kyle Shiesty out here. I I have no choice but to believe. So yeah, no, I I think that's the guy. Um, Obviously, for quarterback death standpoint, Devin Brown get another year, come back. You know, only be a sophomore. Yeah, it'll be a sophomore rush or sophomore. So yeah, so. That's what I think is going to happen. Bet. Let's see. But um, let's see. So uh, I know Gary's been talking. He's been talking trash. He said we still need still Chambers in the in the lineup. So he's happy about that. Being by comic <laughs> check, Kyle check now from Gary. That's nasty work, Gary. Nasty, nasty yeah. work. I want to shout out hey. Best Damn Media for the funniest uh, <laughs> comment of the day. Parole Tide is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I don't know which one of y'all. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that, no, bro. Amer- oh, that was Chris. That was Chris Drew, bro. Bro, hey Chris, bro, with a gem, bro. My bad. Bro, we got a uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
The nation better be on alert. We got a we got a charge at Alabama before spring practice. It might be natty season in town right now. Hey, Tony Mitchell, he he all American already, bro. He 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 already know you slide him in. Man, touchdown first first semester with a five pack and got busy. (laughs) Hey, hey, Leonardo, leave our white quarterbacks alone, man. But, I know uh, I don't see. I know I don't see slander of the great Buckeye legend Tathan Martell. Tate Martell. Hey, we learned some insider information from Zach Smith about him. That was Urban Meyer's boy. Yeah, Ryan Day would never. But all right. Hey, listen. Appreciate everybody coming through. You know what I mean. Uh, it's the pilot show for the uh, Buckeye BS presented by Best Stand Media. Thank y'all for coming through on the comments. Make sure that y'all uh, follow us all on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're pretty active on there with the media content. What's your uh, name, Ron, Ron James. Oh, tr- Truthly underscore Vandross. Ron James killing it with all the videos. He's the he's the highlight video guy. If you know any uh, kids I want to highlight or any type of top um, school choice DM. list or anything like that, hit Ron James in his DM. Q has some media things going on with movies. We're out here, man. Cleveland Mike, shout out to uh, his podcast as well. He has one on the side. We're all here grinding. Uh, appreciate you guys coming. Also, we have uh, on on days, like we'll be watching March Madness and things on the playback. We'll be plugging that on here as well for you guys to come and kick it with us. And uh, we just want to thank you guys for coming through, and we're looking forward to talking to you all again next Sunday. I have one last thing. Fire Parker flipping. <laughs> <laughs> First episode, already calling for a coach's job, bro. <laughs> Where else will you get this type of content? Oh, I'm still chambers.